Ah, well, this is episode 28 of Faith Over Breakfast with Stop. Andy and Eric. Oh, man. 28. Where have I Where have I been? 28 podcasts. That's crazy. It is crazy. It may be, yeah. Or maybe it's 29. This is how organized we are. Yeah. Because so I can't the, remember. Welcome to the 28th or 9th episode of right. Faith Over Breakfast. And, uh, and Andy's back, and we just go all over the place. Yeah. We talk about hair and cups. Hair and cups, at hospitality. The village, fail hospitality kind of thing. Comedians in cars getting coffee, sabbaticals, buildings. New buildings. Wasn't there something else? People dropping off their furniture at the village yeah. as a tips, storage. Tips for churches moving into a building they own for the first time. Right. Um, little, uh, little personal stuff about why Andy isn't very confrontational. And why he's the most gentle man ever. Yeah, and why Eric's a good preacher. Yeah. Among other things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then we had we we had an idea just happen out of thin air for a, a potential new uh, new layer to what we do here. So you know, check that out. Give us feedback. You should. This is one where let's see if anybody cares. Do you care? Listen to the to the idea we have. Email us at faithoverbreakfast at gmail dot com and let us know if you think that's a good idea. That's right. Yeah, that'd be great. All right, we're signing off. See you guys later. Good morning. This is uh, Faith Over Breakfast. My name is Andy Littleton. I'm here with Eric Seepin from the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. I'm from a church called Mission Church, and it's been a couple weeks since we've been together. and uh, And the and the way that we are hanging out here for breakfast is different. What's, it, <laughs> tell us about it, Eric. What's going on? It's very different because you forgot your laptop. Yeah. So we're drinking what I would say relatively bad, but. Strong coffee. Yeah, which kind of works. I mean, <laughs> we're we're also here at your church, the village, which is not warm. It's not warm because we didn't know we were going to be here, right? And so, relatively bad, strong but hot coffee is fine with me because yeah. because it's, it's warming me up. Yeah, that's good. And what do you what are you having for breakfast over there? I mean, this is faith over breakfast. I'm right? having a you're granola having, bar. Uh, a, is that a Nature Valley? Nature Valley the double the double wrapped. Yes, double wrapped. Infamous, infamous Nature Valley granola bar. Because it's 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 all we have in this building. To yeah. be honest, man, what would you do if Nature Valley decided to go down to a single bar per wrapper? Would that be a deal breaker for you? Um, well, since we get them at Costco, and usually the only time I ever get to eat these is when we have drumming circles at our church, uh-huh. and these are the leftovers from the drumming circles, yeah, which are just our congregational meetings. Yeah, because at the village, here's if, you, if you're wondering what are the differences between these two churches, the village and, and Mission Church here in Tucson, you know, you're trying to decide where to go. What's the difference between these two? It's my only <laughs> options. I'll tell you the difference. Um, the village... Everything has a cool name, uh, and one that you know, is kind of indiscernible, like what it, like the village. Oh, what is that? Is that a small, you know, cluster of homes, or is that a church? Yeah, you know, or oh, drumming circle. Is this some form of native Native American um, gathering or a congregational meeting? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everything's got a got a weird name. You got to figure out. And yeah. a mission church, everything has a really bland name. It does. Yeah. Except the thing is that everybody at Mission Church looks cool. We're at the village. We just name everything cool. Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. So when you look cool, you, you, you just don't go need with the to, boring. Right? You don't need to name anything. <laughs> so you just. Yeah. I mean, that's what nerds do. Let's be honest. Nerds, that's what my church is. is we got to name everything because we don't have anything yeah. else. Yeah. Because like if we were having, um, say, a congregational meeting, you know what we'd call that? What? A congregational meeting. Right, and then if you guys were going to try to raise money for a, a building or something, you create like these really cool expos of art and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, but you know what we call it? A, a art, fundraiser. A fundraiser. Yeah. Right, we call it an art expo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
do maybe, I look, do I look cool now? Well, let's just be honest. When when I go play <laughs> basketball with two of the pastors at Mission Church, you guys have either the 2016 or the 2017 basketball shoes on, Nike shoes that look cool. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I do. I don't. Uh-huh. Kinda, I really kind of don't like them, honestly. They're right, but they're bright. They're bright blue. But they're bright blue, and they look like I play basketball. They do look like you play yeah. basketball. I got them on Craigslist. There you go. Is that cool? <laughs> Is that also cool? No, a lot of people in my church do Craigslist. Yeah, well, I don't do Craigslist. No. Okay. Um, I have to admit, I did a stupid thing. I did a stupid thing yesterday. Yesterday. Well, I've done a lot of stupid. I did another one yesterday. Okay. So, I'm kind of a Craigslist guy. I like to I like to get a deal. And so, I noticed one of our tires was getting bald on my wife's car. And yeah, uh, on Sunday afternoon, I was like, "Ah, what in the world?" I you know, I wasn't aware of this. So, I said to myself, "You know what? I can get a pair of tires on Craigslist." And get a great deal, and I will just be the hero. Because we've had all this junk happen to our house. The budget's not real great. Didn't want to go get new tires. Two of them are good. They were replaced more, more recently. So I found I found a pair of tires on Craigslist that were manufactured in tw- late 2016. So that's pretty good. And they had a lot of tread, and they looked real nice. And I was kind of in a hurry, and I met the guy. And... Uh, it was like he wanted to meet at a storage unit, so I figured he had him at the storage unit, but he didn't. He just drove up to the front of the storage unit, popped the back of his Camry, and there's the two tires. It kind of looked like maybe he worked in the tire industry. And so that, I don't know, I bought them. They looked good. Took them to the, a place to get mounted. There was a hole in one of the tires that is currently repaired, but I don't feel good about it. And so tomorrow I'm going to go buy two new tires, and it turns out I wasted our money instead of helping. So the tire company didn't feel comfortable about the hole they repaired, or you just don't feel comfortable? I don't. I don't feel comfortable. Okay. I think the guy was trying to help me out. But, you know, they're only supposed to repair a hole that's, like, in the tread. Mm-hmm. This was on the outer edge of the tread, which, from what I understand, is where you're not supposed to do it anymore. And it'll probably be fine. Mm-hmm. But this is my wife's car. I don't want to do probably, you know? You just don't have to switch cars. Yeah, that's true. I could just fill our little little tiny Pontiac hatchback <laughs> with all my work materials yeah. for the business. Sure. Okay. Yeah, that works. And then if I die, I mean... You have life insurance? Somebody gets a really nice pair of basketball shoes. I do. What yeah. size do you wear? 12. How about you? 13. Yeah. Well, that's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> hurt my toes. But yeah, you don't want to hurt your toes. Anyway. So you've been gone for like, you've been on sabbatical? I've been on a, what could be called a sabbatical. It's like a two-week vacation. It was like it was like a two-week staycation that got interrupted. No, it was an odd time to take it. Yeah, it was odd, but it was necessary, I think. Because I, you know, a lot of yeah. If you all listen, you know my dad passed away, um, and you know that we're buying a building, so we're in escrow. So we'll close very soon. So what I was thinking was at the church. That is, what I was thinking was it's going to get really busy because we're going to fix up this building, and there was a lot going on with the fundraising and Christmas. If I was going to take some time to kind of work through stuff, like think through things with what's happened with my dad, I was going to need to do it before the building thing happened. Mm-hmm. That was my thought. So it was kind of a weird time, and it was we couldn't get away. My wife wasn't off. Um, I had to still do some, like sign a couple things for the building, so I had to be around. My business had needed some. I had to do a couple things there, so I couldn't completely stop. Are you the <clears throat> president? Of the United States? Yes. No, of, of the of your corporation. Yeah. Called Mission Church. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So is Nick then vice president? He is. Yeah. And is what Michael, your, Mike, your treasurer? Uh, no treasurer. A guy named Andrew. Is he on the board of directors? Yeah. Mike is. No. He's a. How do they say that? He's not an officer. He's not. He's on the, maybe he's on the board. He's not an officer. Hmm. All our elders are on the board. But he's not. Not hey. an officer. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I know all the inner workings. Why did you guys do that? If you. Well, we had. I mean, we were coming from. We had two churches. Right. And we had, you know, four officers <laughs> per. So we, it was kind of like. We now there are two officers that came from one of the churches, two that came from the other. Right, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Interesting. Yeah, you seem offended. No, no, no. What's, I, what's going on I, I was actually thinking uh, that usually when you have an employee in smaller organizations like churches and stuff, you know, especially like your worship directors and people, you want them on the board of directors so you don't have to pay. Uh, um, unemployment taxes. Oh. So you end up having to pay, pay a lot more. Otherwise, so that's why I was just curious about that. I didn't one. even know that. Well, I'll tell you what is awesome is having Rod, who was an uh, yeah. accountant and bookkeeper before he became a pastor. That helped us a lot in oh. the beginning because he set up our whole system for us and helped us get everything lined up. Yeah. And then you hear that Nature Valley crunch going on right there. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, nobody wants to hear about the inner workings of the finances of a. Maybe they do. A you know small what? Small church. I you know I'm I'm still I'm toward the end of a seminary program sort of. Um. And they never get into that stuff. Yeah. And um, I feel like a lot of people. I guess if you're with a denomination, somebody kind of does it for you, right? That's well, what I hear. That's yeah, what I hear. I'll, yeah, I'll, some I'll, of it, yeah, yeah, they do do some of it for you. I mean, but you still, like, here's the funny thing is I ended up at one point advising pastor a couple pastors at Foothills mm-hmm. on how to do their, uh, how to arrange their salaries. Oh. Um, because they were getting taxed so badly and... Hmm. Because of the way, and and really, like what I found is a lot of big churches even don't know the rules. Wow! And a lot of accountants don't know the rules about what you can deduct and what you can't deduct on their taxes. And interesting. Yeah. Oh, we'll have to check that out. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. But yeah, you've been gone for two weeks. Yeah. The, the last two podcasts, you know, the last one was super echoey, and but we had Kevin, and that was really fun. Yeah. And the other one, I, I did this you whole 40-minute monologue. monologue, and it didn't and you, record. Did you cut it down? Because it wasn't 40 It didn't minutes. record. <laughs> so I had to record oh, the monologue again. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> so that's why I was like, oh. That stinks. But, what, was that, what was that like, just monologuing? Uh, for the world, uh, for, was, for all of our our vis our uh, you know viewers, as Brian would say, uh, viewers, Brian. all our viewers. Hey Brian, how you doing out there? Yeah, I know Brian keeps changing our website. Or is that you? I don't, I don't touch the website. Okay, so yeah, it, it has, it keeps changing. Just, oh really? Yeah, man, it's an active website. <laughs> it's an active website, or it's been hacked, <laughs> or it's been hacked. Brian, you let us know. Yeah, let us uh, know, Brian. Brian, our our old buddy Brian is uh, he's deployed. Yes. He was hanging out with us, and but um, but he, yeah, he's he's still yeah he's still kind of with us yeah you know when we're when there's an awkward silence that's because Brian's here yeah he's talking in spirit you just can't hear him <laughs> yeah yeah no it was it was a little weird I, I really actually I mean I like the interaction part of our yeah. thing and I like interacting with you I feel like after twenty six or twenty seven podcasts like there's a little bit of chemistry I'm realizing <laughs> about how you and I just talk back and forth and. Yeah, um, you know, you know what I noticed is so I, I visited here at the village two days ago because I was taking my break, and the last time I visited the village, we didn't know each other very well, right? And it was just so different talking to you two days ago here because you know we've had all these conversations, right? It's just so much, so much easier. 
Not that it was hard. Uh, I remember your first time coming. Because yeah. I remember you, where you sat, and I went over and sat and talked to you yeah. for a while and connected you and Rod. Rod. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. It was really good to be back. It was cool. It was fun now, to before, have you. I want to I come back to that. Really, like, I want to I talk about your church now that I've Now I've you've been Because you did that. Some, you've talked about our church. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I've been kind. You have been. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be pretty nice. There's a couple... <laughs> couple things um no i'll be nice but uh let's really quick just you know i don't know i don't know if pastors listen to us I don't, i'm not sure i don't know who listens to us it's fine it doesn't matter but um you know i'm doing this sabbatical thing it's been kind of interesting it's been uh it wasn't you know the full sabbat part of it was we were moving back into our house during the first three days of it because we had been you know we'd had all this carbon Monoxide, near-death experience stuff. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was, huh, what in the world? Yeah, it's been a nutty, it's just been weird. But, um, but you know, I, I did take some time. I did some writing about my dad and some reading and and took, took some, you know, more walks than normal and got some more space than normal. And I'm supposed to do six more weeks of sabbatical. But um, have you always had something like that worked in? Do you take sabbaticals? Is that well, has that been a value of yours or here? So I, I took a a, a three month sabbatical mm-hmm. almost six years ago, but then after that I take a month off. Hmm. So I take the entire month of June off every year. Yeah, um, it's right when my kids get out of school and. So I just, we usually spend two weeks just at home, and then we go on vacation for two weeks. Nice. So, yeah, it's so really I, I work eleven months of the year. Yeah. But when you've worked as long as I have, you're like there's sort of an expectation, like that you're supposed to get like two months off. Like it's seven weeks off. People who've worked ten years in a, an organization often will have about seven weeks. Yeah. Um, and so I, I take the month off, and then I probably take two weeks off in December. Yeah. And then I take a week off around my kids' spring break. Now, I did all this reading on sabbaticals because yes. we were, this was like a new discussion for mission. We're, you know, now just a little over a year old as a new church. And so we, we did all this discussion about sabbaticals. And what a lot of people were saying is they distinguish between sabbatical and vacation. Yes. And how do you. How do you distinguish? Well, I think there are two things that I see. I mean, vacation is key for you to just completely tune out of, of your work yeah. life. Yeah. And that has to happen in sabbatical, too. Yeah. Because you can't just jump into something. But usually sabbatical involves some kind of further learning yeah. or writing. Yeah. So on my sabbatical, we wrote, with my wife and I, we co-wrote a Bible study on Isaiah 61. Yeah. It's probably the most involved Bible study I've ever written. Yeah. Um, and it's something I'm really proud of. So it was like a, something I could offer to the church. Yeah. So that that was more what my sabbatical, yeah. the last month of the sabbatical was. That's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm thinking I might I might take these little writings I've done about my dad and make a make a little book out of it. And I don't know what, you know, then the question will be, is this something anybody else wants to read really or is this just for me, you know? I don't know. It's fine, kind of fine either way. Yeah. Um, well, that's in, what I'm thinking. The interesting thing is you get in your own building. Yeah. So now you write, if you were to write the little book, you have a bookstore. You oh. Put it up there, and there's oh. there's the pastor's oh. reflections on his father. Oh. Like, you are becoming, you know. It's in a bookstore. Yeah. Man, that's, it's funny. We have a book kiosk. A kiosk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny because I'm hearing this, and um and I'm like, man, every stinking church is a bookstore. <laughs> and like, it's they're just funny things that like we do as churches because that's what churches do. Yes. And I'm sure both of our churches, in some regard, think that we're really rebelling against that, but then we're kind of not. Right. Well, like, we rebelled against it for a long time, and then I finally realized I wanted to, to control some of. Because I'm a micromanager, some of what people were reading, yeah, and help oh, influence I'm, that. So I'm the I, same. Like I don't, I don't just want a free for all of books. Like I want, I mean, I think that's, I mean, micromanaging that sounds so terrible, but at the same time, it's like leadership is like, 
hey, like, I would like to instill certain things. I would like, you know, and not like I'm saying you can't go get another book, but it's like the ones we offer here at the church, I want to point in a certain direction. Yeah. 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 So you've got, like, Celtic way of evangelism. Yeah. At all times. We have the Celtic way of evangelism, uh, the marriage builder. Yeah. We have, um, what is it? Something to Community. It's one of my favorite books, but anyway. Yeah. It's a little book by Henry Nowen's mentor. Uh-huh. And, yeah, you know, just a few books. Usually the books that we take our leadership through. I yeah. was started to think, well, I'd like everybody. Oh, that's good. Because what we do is we have, I think, five books or four books that I make the leaders teach. Yeah. At, like, over the years, because what I found is when you do book groups, people are like, oh, yeah, I read that book. And then you read it together, and you talk about it, and then that's it. Like, it, But if someone's forced to read it and teach a chapter of it, yeah, um, then they take hold of at least that chapter. And then if all the leaders are teaching it, and a lot of times, I mean, I've read Marriage Builder like four or five times, and then somebody teaches a chapter, and I'm like, I never saw that in the book. Right. You know, so it's it's just, you know, an amazing way of helping. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, some people would have just left the church. I, I, fished him, I fished him on out of there, wiped him on the underside of one of these nice chairs, and just kept going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's awesome. That is hilarious. So here's the funny thing about that is that last night, I cooked a really amazing, I think, spaghetti mm-hmm. dinner for my family mm-hmm. and my community house. And as we're eating, not one, but <laughs> two hairs ended up in Keith's spaghetti. And he was like, why do I have hair in my spaghetti? So here's the thing. And it you may said have it not was been, angel hair, right? It may not have been the church. You may have had the privilege of having the pastor's frizzy hair glued to your cup. It probably was. I'm yes. so sorry about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, I want to say something to that because you're getting a new building. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that we, we've experienced, especially since we've handed out lots of keys and you know, yeah. we've got couches and stuff, is that this people feel like, who will go to church here, that this is their second home in some yeah. way. So things like a couple of days ago, somebody's seat to, the, to their like minivan uh-huh. Ended up in the entryway of the church. That's been there for a while. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was like, whose is this? <laughs> Nobody wants to own it. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe I just, they didn't see whatever posts and I didn't ask the right people and there's somebody with the minivan. So they'll pick it up before church starts. No, they haven't picked it up. It's, or people it's, it's want- potentially been there. Since I visited three years ago, no, no, no. You this, don't think so? No, no. This this came this came just last week. There may have been somebody else's <laughs> chair that they put there. Okay. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, when I walked up and I saw it on Sunday. Oh yeah. I was just like, yeah, it's always there. Yeah. No, it fits right into the it to the fit. way it fits. Um, our our church works. But you should just open it and set it here in the sanctuary no, with all the other couches. I'm kind of starting to think that that's probably what's going to happen, just yeah. because I'm like, what? I don't know. But people begin to believe that this is their home, or this is the center where you drop off things. So if Andy needs something, well, Andy will be at church, so I'll just drop it there beforehand in the entryway. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, you know, bags of clothing, people drop off, you know, food for somebody because they think they're going to be there. Like, yeah, you know, so it's... Uh, it's it's a house. Interesting. Yeah, that could happen. Yeah. What other? So, we're we're about to close on this place, and we're about to. Or I mean, we're about to do some stuff. We're about to you know clean it up and paint it and tear some stuff out and whatever, make it our own. Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna be there. I mean, for all of us, this is our first time. You know, Epicenter had been around for seven or so years we've been around for three we've always rented it's our first time having a place yeah so any uh anything that any encouragements or warnings <laughs> what's well what's this going to be like for us i think how do you manage a bookstore i would not put an alarm system on your building don't do it we had one for the first year yeah and it was a nightmare 
Was it just always going off? It was. And it was driving our neighbors nuts. Oh, man. And it was either because somebody came by and they didn't know the code, or a few times, you know, we didn't know the building very well. Somebody left the door unlocked and the wind blew the door open. Oh, yeah. And it go off. So, finally, it's just better to where you were like, better to know your neighbors well enough for them to want you to be here and they'll call you if something bad is happening. Now, there's a commercial like an electrical workers union across the street. They're never there. They're there during the week, during the day, but they're not there yeah. at night or on Sunday. And then we have apartment complexes on each side. Yeah. And so there's, you know, a transient, like neighbors, but maybe they're not going to live there that long. Right. So yeah, I don't thing, know what that's going to be like. Yeah. So I would find good locks. Good locks. Yeah. Okay. That would be the good locks, <laughs> Good locks, but not necessarily alarms. That would be my, the other thing is like, I don't know. Like you guys are, you guys tend to be a little bit more precision about yeah. how you do so, and you have more skilled laborers than our church does. Wait, I have an idea on security. What about Nickelodeon Gak? I don't know what that is. You don't remember Nickelodeon Gak? I didn't have TV, man. I didn't really either, but I went to other people's houses. See, I wasn't really and there, allowed. And there were these situations where people would walk through a door and just get gapped, where this slime would come like falling down and just absolutely cover them like what if we had some kind of system at the front door or if you walked in without you know doing the right whatever yeah. you get gacked yeah yeah that, that <laughs> You're like, I, i'm just ignoring you right now yeah i, I don't know the, <laughs> the gack thing i'm like thinking through that that's a lot of cleanup and well yeah that would be a lot of cleanup. i think you have you to just have to have a grate in the floor where it just recycles the gack you got to decide if your church is going to be the janitors uh, yeah. or if you guys are going to hire one. Well, we, we we don't even pay our our pastors and worship guy nearly what what they're worth. What they're worth. So I don't Now, we might we, we're uh, we're looking into having an intern who would raise some money. Then maybe that there's some maybe there's some chores. Maybe there's some maybe not. I don't know. Well, we always, like, you know, we're doing some, it's still only in conversation with the elders, so I can't really say much okay. here, but we're doing some staff talking about what that our, the staff is going to look like in the future. Yeah. And we were talking about there is always in job descriptions the 33% grind of your job that you don't like. Yeah, absolutely. And that you don't want to do. So you're but, saying I better clean up. Or that's the intern's 33%, yeah. you know, he's got to be the janitor. Yeah. Or she. So here's the thing. Right now, we do a really great job of communal cleanup, but it's because there's this pressure from the other church that we rent from. And you don't have people going in and out of there that yeah. you guys are responsible for every... Yeah. And we don't like that pressure. Like, that's part where we're like, uh. So I have a feeling when the pressure's gone, the cleanup doesn't happen. All right. You noticed when you were here that we give that announcement every week of Look like... Look at all this junk. Look at everything. And it still didn't get cleaned very look well. This, look at all this stuff. Yeah. At least the dishes got done. The that's our main done. goal. That's the big one, Just right? get the dishes done. <laughs> <laughs> everything else can be handled yeah, by the I remember. I remember who was sitting right there who left that stuff. Yeah, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were over, over it. Was. Yeah. Anyway. But some of this is from the meeting. <laughs> the last yeah. meeting. Okay. I had to clean them after that. <laughs> no, but the other thing I would say... I'm just thinking through things now. Is that don't like how many kids do you guys have now? Oh, it varies. It's like I mean, in the church, a decent number, but I feel like on a given Sunday, like four or five. Right. So you haven't, or hit, maybe maybe like four or five in the kids' room. I don't know, four to seven kids. You haven't hit the wave yet. No, but your we got, wave we've is, got some coming. We've your got wave a, is about five years. Some of the crock pots are are yeah. plugged in. Yes. So my suggestion is that you build whatever you do to design things and layout yeah. is that you build now for as if you had about an average of 20 to 25 kids yeah. with there's some kind of rooms. organized program. Yeah, there's two rooms we're, we're thinking are, are dedicated to kids. So we, we allow people to, like kids are welcome in the service, but there's an optional kids lesson. And right now we don't always do it because they're, aren't always enough kids so i'm thinking we're going to have like a nursery for the little little ones and yeah. then a room for the kids lesson that that could handle 20 i think can handle 20 kids 20 rambunctious kids are in different age well the smaller if they're rambunctious you need a smaller room 
really? Yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere to run. <laughs> I remember and a lot of padding. When we when we I was like, okay, we gotta change things. I'm sitting in a room, I'm doing our our kids thing that night. There are twenty kids in a room that's probably a hundred by two hundred. Yeah. And yeah, this is probably smaller than that. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. We survived. I had to yeah. be a general, but it was not. It's not sustainable unless you're like a master teacher that okay. just can control it. We also we also have to figure out. We're talking about you know maybe a little outdoor play zone yes. that maybe is kind of connected to a room so you can overflow out there when right. the weather's right. Yeah. Right, and the nice the nice thing is you if you have any separate buildings and you have kids, you can't have any. You can't have double men. Oh, right. But if you have a whole flat unit like we do, or connected. connected, you could have two men in nursery, but you still have to oversee that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's still legal. Okay. Um, yeah, we haven't we haven't had a whole lot of men even trying to do that. Yeah. Well, we, we you know we have our sort of mandatory volunteering yeah. system that forces men to do nursery, which is great. That is cool. I actually like I, I especially. Yes. Yeah. You don't want single men doing. Yeah. Dads who've got babies are good. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and then, like, doing little lessons for the kids, I think that's, that's great. Because yeah. it's usually, like, you go into those spaces and it's just all, all women. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's, that's great that the women are there and it's awesome. But, I mean, I think these men are, like, I mean, they're, they're dads. Like, yeah. they, should, they could teach some kids. And, yeah. and kids look up to them. They should be in there. Yeah. I, there's this church, and we're trying to follow their kind of lead. I think they did a good job. They're a small church, and, and they were having the same problem we were. They have a lot, ton of kids, not as many adults, you know, yeah. 80 adults or whatever. And so what they said, well, you know, like vacation Bible schools run a certain way, and it's run with a lesson, with an activity, yeah. and with an with a outdoor thing. Yeah. So they split their whole thing into lesson, yeah. activity, and outdoor. And then you, as a volunteer, could sign up for just one of one them. of those yeah. and they would so they split their groups their kids into three groups and you know it was age done yeah and they would just go from each one so you you had a set of kids for 15 minutes to 20 minutes and you did the you know outdoor things so you could just sign up for that and you run a game yeah then you send those kids in and they hear the lesson and then you send them over to the activity and you're picking up another group that's great and it's super because then the, a lot of times the dads are like well i love playing yeah. outdoor games i'll sign up for that yeah. you know or i like to just teach but there's no way i'm doing crafts you right. know and so it was it, it seemed to work well and we're trying to figure that out it's a great idea and and see if that'll work but yeah and we and we've got the kids with us during worship and the lord's supper so the goal is that they're just out during the sermon and so we call it the kids lesson but then our sermons I, we keep saying we're going to be 30 35 minutes but we go long we always we do. We well, I, I've been and listening so. to some of your sermons, and, and you just listen to mine. So I would love to hear a little bit of critique, not too horrible critique. Critique, <laughs> but I will say that like I love listening to you and Nick preach. Yeah, but I have the same. I mean, you guys are really good. I have the same complaint that I have about many preachers. You guys speak slow. Speak slow. <laughs> and really? so, and so sometimes like I could see myself. Like I almost feel like I blab like too much. I don't, no, I think your like the, your content and your like flow is great. Like I I don't I've listened to like three or four of your sermons now, huh. and I'm like yeah, like I learn a lot and it's engaging. It's just that I sometimes run ahead of you because and Nick too. It's not like it's you know and I do this with Rod. I keep telling Rod I'm like Rod you gotta got to pick up your speed, got to pace it a little bit more because people's brains are getting ahead of you. Huh. Um, Interesting. So, I don't know. That was just, I, I, but, like, I would, like, you guys are really good. So, I don't, I mean, I, it's always really deep and really thought out and well-connected and your stories Do are you, good. Are you falling asleep on us because of length or no? No, not, I not think. Not really? Because, I, I mean, I've heard, heard people say, like, you, some people can talk longer than others. Yes, well, and I think that's why if you picked up the pacing, you could talk longer or you might shorten your shorten sermon by... Up, say like, the same amount of stuff. Yeah, so you say them the same amount. And I think, like, for me, that was the thing when I was early on speaking, was 
I wanted to say things very precisely, yeah. and I wanted to make sure I didn't make any mistakes, and I wanted to be clear on my doctrine. Um, and so sometimes I would slow down just to make sure everything was precise and clear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't say when I critique views that you blab. You don't rabbit trail a lot. Huh. Like you don't tell stories and where you're like, huh. <laughs> wonder what that story had anything to do with what we're talking <laughs> where about. Where am I going here? Yeah. But yeah, oh, so okay. no, I mean, I really like. Yeah, I like listening to both of you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you guys are like I, I wouldn't be like, oh man, they're they say they're reformed, but they don't, they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They don't know what that word means. No, you guys... You, yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what comes across, is that you're committed to what Scripture has to say okay. about things. And yeah. your life is pretty open in what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't have a big critique. I actually just enjoyed um, being here. And um, is the, the, the funny things were... Yeah, the the hair that was fun. I was like, I'm gonna bring up the hair, and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell Rod that, you know, he violated some form of uh, hospitality rule. On oh, the, you should. You know, oh yeah, I'm gonna get on this case. Tell him that he, he needs to be a better overseer of dishwashing. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, Rod had come to our church and felt like people weren't interacting, and it's it's probably the opposite here. Um, or at least I'm sure it's not always the case. We do, at least we know some people. So there's that. Um, but you know, I could see we were, we were comfortable with it cause we knew people, but at the same time, like I could see getting a little overwhelmed by the amount of like engagement, you know, um, people like, Hey, how are you? You know, what's, what's your name? What's going on? What, you know, I could see if I weren't used to that by being like involved, say I'm walking into a church, you know? And uh, and I'm like I'm gonna I want to try try this out. I could see myself being like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. Yes. Yeah. But you guys know that. That's okay. Because there's plenty of churches you can go and just fade into the background. Yeah. Or you know, I mean, that's that's a good thought though, not to overwhelm people. Yeah. It, it's it's like the balance. I, you know, obviously we aren't striking it. It's probably it probably depends on the day or who's at the door area when you walk in or whatever, right? At, right. Both, at your church too. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, actually, like, the, the thing I thought was cool, you were teaching on parenting um, out of Psalm 23, which is, I haven't really heard somebody do that. And so that was, it made a lot of sense, you know, here's how God parents us. And the thing I, I thought was great was, you know, as you were teaching, I was like, man, this is, the genius of this is that I am thinking through how God parents me as much, if not more, than I'm thinking right. through how to parent kids. And so the relevance of this to anybody in the room, to me, was evident. You know, I mean, I was like, I was like, oh, man, you know, he, like the shepherd would would be willing to break the legs of the sheep if that were what they needed. And, you know, I wasn't so much sitting there thinking of Abby like, oh man how do i like rip into abby i was sitting there going like oh no maybe that's what's going on <laughs> maybe that's what god's trying to do to me right now maybe that's why the carbon dioxide or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes uh so um and that's just the beginning you know that's just where he knocked me over and then he yeah but it was uh yeah i i just thought i thought you did a great job of you know you kind of had your topic but you had more, there was more to say, I assume you're aware of that, you know, that there's yes. more, there's, there's more that could go on within somebody's heart hearing these, this parenting yeah. advice. So it didn't feel like a talk where it was just like, Hey, here's good parenting skills. Right. It felt like I learned more about Jesus and how he responds to me. And then I came away going like, Oh yeah. And that should also affect my parenting. So anyway, that's good cool. Job. Well, yeah. thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we could, we could, we'll just sit around and say, oh, I like you. I think yeah. your, your sermons are great. Yeah, I'll, I'll save the, the heavy hitting for later. Oh, no. No, I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, if there was something that, like, bothered me, yeah. I would tell you, but I, if nothing. So did. let me just ask you a question, because this is my experience of you, uh-huh. and I really, I like you, and, and, and is that you're a really kind person. Oh, yeah, And right. is it hard for you to, like, uh, 
say to people who like like oh yeah that that thing there is not something that's good um because your nature seems very kind yeah i mean there yeah there's definitely things i don't like and there's definitely things that bother me but i think i i don't know if it's like a, like a social awareness but i just I don't like getting clobbered, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I would rather move slow with people. And I feel like the people that have loved me well have, like, made suggestions and then let me not do it that way and then made it again and then modeled it themselves. And, like, sure. two years later, I found, oh, wow, I really should <laughs> be doing it like they are. And, right. But when people just are, like, critical, yeah, that has been really hard. You know, it just doesn't seem like it's... I don't feel loved in the moment. Hmm. So I guess because of that, when there's something I don't like or don't prefer, I don't tend to just harp on it. Hmm. Like I I might say a little something or give a suggestion. And But then there, there's a point. I mean, there was an intern I had once that, you know, I was probably super, I, mean, I guess I'm sure some people would have said I should have like, been harder on him earlier on but there was a certain point where i was like look man you know you can't do this anymore like i'm not i'm not giving you another year here's why you know and so it's like there's a there's a point but i guess i tend toward um you know i it, the the pressure is applied slowly or right. something i right. don't know well no i mean it's like uh when I first met you, and I would h- hang out with you, and when we first started really doing the podcast together, yeah. I was like, is this guy for real? Like, he's just really nice, and really insightful, and gentle, and um, almost to a fault sometimes, and I'm like, is he, is this just kind of a show? But then the more I've gotten to know you, I'm like, wow, now this guy's just, he genuinely sees people in a way where he always lifts up the best and always points out what they're doing well and, and cares oh. for them that way. And I was like, huh. So I was, that's where I was more curious. Like, okay, it's genuine. So is it harder to like, you know, engage people um, in like, when you have to say the hard thing, is it, does it feel like you're tearing them down or does it feel like you're, well, I mean, I, I will say like, I, there have been points in my life where I've definitely, and I'm, and I'm afraid of doing this to some degree, where I have said things hastily and been mm. very unwise in that. And so I, I don't know if this, what you're saying, I don't feel like that's always characterized me. Okay. Like, I feel like there have been, there have been points where I've been quick to say something, either that I th- believed or that was just unthoughtful. Mm. Um, and I mean, I can I can look to several. I mean, I can think of several regrets right off the top of my head, yeah. Um, in which I did that, right. and so there's a part of me I think that I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know, I like I'm, and that maybe sometimes that fear has gotten in the way of saying something I should say. Right. And so like the new tension for me is like, okay, so I've I've become less apt to be harsh or to just say what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But now do I need to kind of bring some of that back? Like a couple times Rod has said, your instinct is right. Why don't you say it? Like I'll, I'll say something to him or, you know, like I'm dealing with a person. I'll be like, Oh, they're just lazy or something, you know? And he's like, have you told them that? Like, no, <laughs> I told them that. Interesting. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and he'd be like, you should. And I'm like, Oh, um, you know, and, but he, and he'll, and he said to me before, yeah, your instinct was really good. You're just, you just seem like you don't, if you went with your first instinct and that's where I've, I've told him too, like, yeah, but I've done that and really made some, some mistakes. And so maybe I don't want to go with my first instinct, but maybe I don't want to always shut down my first instinct, like learning, learning to discern that instinct i guess and then move on it i don't know that's interesting yeah yeah so i mean i, I so what you're saying is you've had a lot of life experiences where you've 
hurt people I have. inappropriately or in ways that aren't good. And so you've, you've learned from that yeah. in a lot of ways and changed some of the way you interact. For sure. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I can have, I mean, I, I can definitely have a, I can really tear somebody down with my speech. Um, it, and that's something I'm super aware of. So, yeah, I guess. But I, but I also don't want to disengage when I should engage. Right. Yeah. Well, that's probably what I what I, I like most about your preaching is that I think your kindness comes across. Hmm. Like you're like you're a very generous person in the way you interact, hmm. and I think that comes across in a big way in in oh. the way you preach. Huh. So that's what one of my. And I could, if I go back and listen to your sermons, I could give you specific examples of that, but that's just sort of a, an experience I have when I listen to you. Yeah. And it could be because I, mean, I just hang out with you more now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's Andy. Like, you become affectionate for the person preaching once you sort of, you lose that. a lot of the critique. Like, if I had just listened to yeah. you and somebody said, hey, analyze this, oh, yeah. it'd be a very different than now where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to Andy. Yeah, same. If somebody sent me an audio file of your sermon, I, I'm sure I could have sat down and found some things or whatever. But like, but I wasn't thinking about that because right. I just was curious what my friend Eric was going to say about yeah. this. You yeah. know, and so that wasn't I wasn't in that mindset, which I'm really grateful for because I was kind of nervous about visiting. We visited two churches here and, and one called Vineyard Christian Community. Oh, so you went to Vineyard? Yeah. Did you bring them your, their trophy? Yeah, I brought oh, them trophy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. It was really, really that's nice to be there. so funny. They were super generous to those who are listening. Uh, they were super generous to us in the building. I mean, really above and beyond what what we ever would have expected from a church. It was a cool, like, they, they really, um, they had paid off a debt. Um, this year and took it upon oh, wow. themselves to, you know, since they had that financial freedom to bless somebody and picked us and really cool, really special. And so, yeah, we, we gave them a trophy. <laughs> um, but I was, I was kind of nervous about it because sometimes I don't enjoy visiting churches because I go and I'm like, I'm looking around at everything they do and I'm, you know, like the sermon, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't, or I'm like, thinking about it too much and I'm not just there receiving because this is right. what I do all the time. Yeah. And and that stinks, you know, because I want to just be able to to go and kind of be just to get to go and receive and uh but that really happened I think I think at both churches because I know both pastors and it wasn't and maybe that's the key is when you go somewhere and you don't know this person you're you have all your feelers up and you're like what's what's happening here? But when this is a friend you kind of you trust them, yeah. And maybe that's the way to visit visit church if you really want to be refreshed. Because I didn't I didn't feel that here, or, right? Or, or at Vineyard. That's cool. Yeah. Two very cool churches too. Yeah. So like this is on because you are a man in the know. In the know. Yeah, you often are a little bit more in the know <laughs> in the church world here in Tucson than I am. <laughs> but have you heard of this church like Hope Church in Southside who is run by a Korean pastor? It's like a homeless church. No. Apparently, like, this pastor, I mean, they, they have homeless people living in the church building. Huh. They go through this program, and those guys are on leadership. They're the leadership team. Wow. And they're reaching out to homeless people. And wow. I think the church is majority homeless. And my mother got a phone call saying, hey, I've got four or five homeless guys who want to do Potter's Wheel. Awesome. <laughs> like, That's interesting. That's... <laughs> Sweet. Yes, I'd never heard of it. She was asking me if I'd ever heard of it. I'm like, no. But yeah, as you're talking about it, I have some vague recollection of hearing about some theme like that. But I, but I mean, if it was just in passing, if I did, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, we should go. We should go take check my it out. Coffee. Yeah, it should be uh, pastors in cars getting coffee. Oh, we should completely change this pot. Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> imitate Seinfeld. Just imitate Jerry Seinfeld. Well, you're the man who always takes pictures of your cars that you've owned. So yeah. at some level, we already have a little bit of that stick going. Except Jerry, so Jerry drives really cool cars. We should drive like really random, boring, or beat up cars. That we borrow from congregants. That we borrow from people in our church. Yes. Oh, man. 
And instead of having it on camera, we'll just be just driving just, around. Just, and- <laughs> we'll just give you little sound bites of like, well, listen to the engine. Rocking, you know? <laughs> this is a six-cylinder running on five. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah so you, you mentioned in the sermon, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee and the Howard Stern. Yes. And that was a really interesting one. I mean, Howard Stern, A, he, I mean, wow, that guy was just talking. He was, very talkative. Wow. And then, um, and then, which I guess makes sense why he was on radio, though, because you've right. got to fill a bunch of dead air, which is, I get that. I could do that. Uh, but he said this thing about his father and how he, what his longing there. Um, and that was huge. But, I've, yeah, I've been listening. I've been watching those lately. I've known about them for the longest time, never watched them, just, just started watching them. And I'm a, I'm a Jerry Seinfeld fan. Um, but yeah, that was that was cool. And I was thinking about that. I was like, we could, this could totally be done as pastors, where you just like take people out, plow in, get to know them a little better. But that, you know, would be fun with that would be to borrow our congregants' cars, but then go visit the different pastors of the city. There you go. Like, and and go take them out to coffee, and just and just. Uh, yeah, get to know them a little better. Bring the mic. And bring the mic. You know, there I I often listen to this podcast called Two Hundred Churches. Yeah. And it's a podcast driven to churches under two hundred. And the pastor, one of the guys who's a pastor there, he just got a new church in a new town and so he went around to every he's going around to every single pastor in the town just taking them out to coffee and talking to them. And hearing about their church, and, and I thought that was very fascinating. Yeah, like he just wants to be connected to them and cheer yeah. them on and and support them, which is you know I think with small churches we're all like you know we lose a family, and you you're losing giving, you're losing relationship. It's so painful. Yeah, because they're interconnected into your kids are losing connection with their friends, and so you're terrified of this church taking your people and that church there's more competition you know yeah so it'd be cool to to just enjoy yeah, we should know let's i mean it could be clergy and cars getting coffee <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got the c's or is that too close to seinfeld it could be what 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 kind of vehicle name starts with a p nothing i can think of yeah pastors in Paddy wagons getting pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could just uh, yeah. Um, um. Ministers in minivans <laughs> getting milkshakes. <laughs> oh. So neither one of us have a minivan. No. And uh, but there are a lot in my church. Yeah. Apparently, people take the back seats out of them, <laughs> leave them at church. So <laughs> that's I, right. That's yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Anyway. We might be onto something. Yeah, like I think we 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 might have to try something out. Yeah, maybe that once could be, we get a hundred episodes under our belt here. That could be a wing of there. There could be faith over breakfast, and this could be the where we bring other pastors into the conversation. Would it be? I mean, wouldn't that be cool just to hear their stories and, and yeah, like get to you know hear and share those? And, yeah. So what we need is an assistant. We'll call up the pastors because this we pastor, are going to fail at that. Yeah, we're going to get an assistant. Yeah, yeah, let's work that out. Okay. Because uh, then they make the calls. Yeah, they tell us where we need to go. Oh, that'd be great. This is my dream. I and want, they and they have to coordinate the car for us. Yeah, I just want I want someone to tell. I want to be Peter when he's old. Yeah, I just want someone to tell me where to go, where to stand, and what subject I need to talk about. Okay, here's or we could if we didn't want to have to borrow the car. I like borrowing the car though, so maybe we should keep that. But if we didn't want to, I I now own a Model A, a you 1930 do. Model A. Yeah, it was it That's was right. my dad. It was to my dad when he was 15, and you know it belonged to both of us, but it was always with him, and now it's coming to my house. So it could be um, ministers and Model As getting milkshakes. There you go. Do you, would you eat a milkshake? Would you drink? What, uh, what do you do? Do you eat or drink a milkshake? I, I drink slurp. Them. I slurp them. Yeah. I scoop them. I do a lot of things. Um, but I, we, we could, that car is a, that's an adventure, pulling up in that thing. Oh, yeah. 
Man, that's where we'd want the film. Bring your Mevo. Oh, yeah, we could just put, we could just magnet right, it right on the right front on the dashboard. Dashboard because it does all the panning in and out for us. So so then the funny thing would be, you got one of us because uh, it only seats two in the front, and then it has a rumble seat. The other person <laughs> sitting outside. <laughs> So we either pick up that other pastor, and they've got to sit outside, <laughs> or one of us has to sit outside. Well, I could I could always be the designated guy in the back seat because it's the car is really hard to drive. Oh it's, my! I mean, it's it's got all you got to adjust the spark and and all this stuff and the idle every time. And, well, and I mean, you got a truck. Yeah, I have a truck. I actually have your old Volvo. You have my old Volvo. Which, by the way, like I don't know how often you drive that thing around town, but I now am recognized with oh, that you're, vehicle. Yeah. And people talk to me, even when the car's dirty. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is the greatest car ever. Yeah. I'm like... There is a there's a 240 following. There is. For sure. Oh, yeah. And they love the color. Yeah. Man, speaking of which, got to get some clear coat on that hood for you. Yeah, that's probably what Figure I'm, that out. We'll but the color's yeah, it's sharp. Yeah, pretty nice. Yeah. It stands out. I might, maybe I'll just paint the whole car red, like candy apple red with flames going down the side there you go see that's one of my dreams is to have this 240 or or my 940 like in candy apple red with flames down the side <laughs> big old bass in the back oh. no way that my, that wagon used to have a subwoofer it had a 10 inch sub i noticed that it has some of the hookups i'm not really good with any of that so i'm gonna have to get somebody who knows what they're doing i built a fancy custom box to show off to my girlfriend who's now my wife yes back when we were dating and yeah. i built this custom thing in oh yeah yep so anyway huh well it's really good to have you back man it's good to talk to you it's good yeah it's good to be back at it i kind of missed it yeah it's fun yeah i liked your little comment of like apparently this is work or whatever <laughs> yeah. you heard that yeah if you listened to the the other one yet no i haven't well, we, we kind of throw you under the bus as oh. all you're really doing is feeding goats. No, but yeah, that's, 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 about, that's true. Yeah, yeah instead you of had faith to feed over breakfast, goats, I'm yeah. out just managing all the animals. Your farm animals, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, it's actually a pretty, it reminds me of, it reminded me of talking culture, having Kevin, because, yeah. you know, his huge be- vocabulary, and oh, yeah. he's always got some funny thing to talk to us about, so. Yeah. It's more, you know, it's Kevin, doing Kevin, and I love Kevin. So. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, hey, uh, maybe maybe look out for in the future uh, clergy and cars getting coffee or ministers in a Model A getting milkshakes or whatever it ends up being. Yeah, well, we don't have to do it every week, too. No. We could just do just it once a there. month or once that, every six that'd weeks. Probably, that would be once a month, I think, yeah. we would remember that. That's, yeah. that's enough. We yeah. don't want to go crazy. Huh. <laughs> this could be a thing. What if, this, what, if it, uh, what if it requires we leave Tucson? What if it starts... Exploding? Exploding. Yeah, you know, we become like world famous podcasters. <laughs> and we have to go like drive around and meet big time guys. Oh, yeah. You know? Maybe yeah. we could call Just Mark Tim, up Tim in Keller. Phoenix and then we could really have a controversial uh, Mark, one. Mark Driscoll. He's up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could, oh, we could that really. Would get us, that would get us some traction. Yeah. What do we pick up? So then you got to think like Seinfeld. What do we pick up, Mark, Mark Driscoll? We need an obnoxious vehicle, <laughs> <laughs> loud, um, like what, yeah. You got to get that. Just the the muscle car with the blower that's just like yeah. And then he's going to want to drive it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm not going to be in the car while he's driving. No, he's probably a really boring he driver. Is. He's probably very good. he probably has a minivan. He drove a, t- a Toyota truck around forever in Seattle. So. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, okay. I guess that's where we sign off. Yeah. Anyway. Face over breakfast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Yeah.